Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of Tej Talks. It's a solo episode. Yeah, you've probably had quite a few of these. Uh, I also stopped doing the Wednesday episodes because listener numbers just dropped, but I think lockdown is basically over. I'm recording this on the 3rd of July, and I, I think, I believe, they're totally finished by everyone's behavior, which is cool. I mean, even in Whole Foods, which is posh, I was just there for pasta and uh, wholemeal flour, don't worry. My normal shop isn't there just yet. And um, yeah, people were very close, you know, I think with masks on, they're still very close. So yeah, and I think I mean, Boris is a total idiot, because his father just broke lockdown Cummings who's got some evidence on Boris, I'm sure. Not that we need any more evidence that he, doesn't, that he puts into the public sphere anyway. Have all broken lockdown. And I think that's really um, shown people that, well, who gives a shit, you know? Y'all going to break it? We going to break it. Uh, Leicester's back on back in lockdown or something. So, yeah. Mad. Mad things. But this is not about uh, coronavirus. It's not about that. It's not about lockdown. Well, no, it is, actually. This is another episode on how coronavirus has affected my business because it's you know been going on for what 110 days 120 days i think maybe lockdown um so i want to talk you through some of the issues i'm having which you know i think some of these really could be happening at any time you know not necessarily coronavirus is causing this uh so i think you know some are caused by corona some are just exacerbated by it and some are maybe unrelated but it's important for you to know the trials and tribulations that a property business and a human being goes through um, in a time like this and how you can use this information if you're not, you know, if you're further ahead than me, if you're, if you're not as far as me in, the, in this stage of this journey of property, you can use this you know, insight and knowledge and experience to inform how you prepare for the future. So, yeah, after my uh, political spiel there, hashtag trying to be like Trevor Noah, nowhere near as funny or as insightful. Um, I'm going to talk to you about coronavirus. So, yes, what has happened? Right. Uh, updates, I guess. Let's let's kind of go through it property by property. So, my buy-to-let, that was going to be a buy-to-let, a four-bed, I mean, you, you really don't get four beds about. Uh, it turned into a flip because, basically, the refurb was underdone by the project manager, blah, blah, blah. I've got a video on this in the house, by the way, filming it like a proper Ty Lopez like camera up in the air, quiff, quiff on crazy. Uh, talking about it, so I won't go into too much detail of it, is now on the market. Literally today, it went on the market and I had three viewing notifications from the agent. The agent called me to ask about the boiler in the windows and said, all right, well, this guy's about to make an offer, I think. Let me go back to him about the windows and stuff. Literally went live today. Um, I mean, this is not my favorite, you know, estate agent. She is incredible. If you're listening, you know who you are. Big up yourself. Um, and yeah, that's good. You know, <laughs> maybe by the end of this podcast, I'll uh, I'll have a text with with an offer. So, you know, I think that has kind of turned around. I mean, look, it's going to make six to twelve gram profit, um, which you know what, is not worth the work that's put into it. You might think, oh, you, that's what? That's a lot of money. Yeah, fair enough. It is. 
It's a lot of Nando's. But when you compare it to the work, it's like saying, for example, an investment banker earns 100 grand a year, so she's really well paid. Yeah, but if she's working 18 hours a day, seven days a week, then hourly and technically, you ain't that well paid. And that's the same thing with this flip, right? Like, it's stressed me out. It's cost me so much in bridging interest, which is which has actually brought the profit down, you know, by a couple of grand. Um, it may ha- I may have to renew the bridge, which I'm in discussions with them saying, look, I'm not going to pay your 5% renewal thing. Either I bridge someone else or we can work something out because coronavirus has affected it, you know? It really has in terms of not being able to have it on the market and not get rid of it. So that one is kind of progressing. And, you know, with the profit for me, if it's six, if it's four, whatever, that's after agent fees, but pre-tax, by the way. Tax is its own individual, so I don't, I don't comment on that. Then, you know what, really, I'm okay with that because I have learned, <laughs> I've learned so much, you know. I mean, in fact, I got a builder in, I recommended from someone, uh, big up yourself, you know who you are. And just to kind of, you know, snag it, put some skirting on it, just just make it look more presentable. You know, it was it was sort of a bit half-assed and I... As much as that cost me 600 quid for materials and labour, you know, which was a good price, I just thought, you know what, I've tried a flip before where it wasn't fully, fully done. When I say fully done, it's the little things, right? And it just didn't sell because homeowners, and this is a lesson for flips, homeowners, unlike us, by the way, because, you know, we walk in, we see issues, we're taking 30 grand off. Our skirting missing. Oh, God. Oh, that's two grand off the offer price then for that bit of skirting. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I get gold, marble, encrusted skirting. You know what we're like, right? But most homeowners or home buyers walk in and just want a house to live in. They have no intention of having a project. They don't want a garden. They don't want to tidy up your crap. They want a red. You know, you buy a trainer to run in. Trainers. You expect them to come to your house. You open them up. You lace them up, and you go. Ten k done. That's right. Same with houses. So. Yes, you can sell to investors, but then, you know, what investors are like, we're a pain in the ass. So, I fixed that up. Anyways, um, Mandem sends me pictures of, you know, what's been done, but he missed about seven items off, off the, you know, off the spec he gave me. So I just said, hey man, um, you know, just before I pay, as as is standard, can you please send me the pictures of the sockets, the shower rail, and a few other bits? And he basically kicked off and said, I work on trust, I did this deal for you. Blah, 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 blah. You got the pictures. I was like, no, no, I've I've got the pictures for, you know, 13 of 20 items. But I don't have pictures for seven. So you you need to send them, you know. And then, yeah, after a little back and forth, he finally sent them and he got paid. And I was like, well, was that really that difficult? Oh, you've lost a trustworthy business, you know, blah. I was like, whatever, mate. It's hundreds of builders like this. So it was just really weird, you know, that someone was so personally offended by me asking for pictures Especially when they were like, yeah, I know you're in London, you know, you need eyes on the ground. I get that. You know, you need someone who can, you can trust and it can prove the work done. So it was, yeah, a bit of a strange one. I was like, all right, okay, fine. Jog on. Done. I just, I, I didn't even react with any emotion because I was like, is this really happening? Are you doing this because I'm asking for proof? Like, I don't care if it's a socket or something really small. I need proof if you want money. You ain't going to get it if I don't get proof. So you can carry on not getting paid. Uh, so yeah, strange um, strange people in the world. But anyways, since found about four or five more builders, because I'm currently on the hunt for builders. My main builder fired a lot of his staff because they were useless. Um, and so he cannot handle the demand. Uh, and I need new builders anyway. Um, I'm, you know, Hopefully once things start picking up again and growing, getting back to buying three a month at some point, 
I will need multiple builders. I'm not giving a builder more than a house a month. I've made that mistake twice. Um, and it's, it, you know, it, it, it just, it can happen. Don't get me wrong. It can happen. But they need to be shit hot and good at being organized and have enough people. So, yeah, learning there. You want to know a funny story? Which, to be honest, you can either laugh or cry. And I, I laughed while crying. Um, there's a boiler in one of my houses. And uh, it got taken. Because I sent a new builder around to have a look. And he was like, oh, your gas fit's got a lot of work to do. I was like, what do you mean, mate? It's basically bloody done. Big up man like David. Uh, Woolhead, he does my gas. He's very good. And I was like, he sent me a picture of uh, a hole in, in the wall. You know, where the flu was. And some brackets on the wall. And I said, um, here, mate. Uh, wasn't there a boiler there? No. Okay. So I've got this picture of uh, a hole and a bracket and some pipes going into an invisible boiler. I was literally like, uh, there was a boiler there before. I've got a picture of it. Um, but yeah, it got stolen. There were no signs of forced entry. And I know my main builder didn't do it. Uh, he wouldn't. He's still working with me on stuff. And but yeah, he just wouldn't. It makes no sense. One of his workmen took it. Ex-workmen. There's no, there's no proof, you know. So I'm not, I'm not making any accusations. I'm just saying if Proro, is that how you say his name? Proro, you know, the guy with the moustaches was here. My uh, grandma loves it, watching him. He would deduct that it was one of his ex-workmen uh, because he was owed some money and his quality of work is, yeah. I'm pretty unskilled with my hands, but I could do everything better than this guy could. So, yeah, now the main builder, I said to him, look, well, that's 600 quid. I'm owed. So he's given me four days, 150 each, of free labour, you know, to do stuff for this job, for another job, for whatever. So in the bank, I've got four days of labour to make up for the 600 quid because that's their beef that I suddenly got dragged into. Um, but yeah, the person who we think took it basically gave himself away. There's there's evidence, not enough to use, you know, in a police case or anything like that. But, you know, when people are thick, when people are stupid, they... And when you lie, you can't remember your lies, you know, so... He got, he got caught out twice, actually, which is, um, well, no one's surprised, but it's amazing what people will do for a couple hundred quid and how their ego, listen to my ego podcast, will make them think they are, you know, God's gift with a hammer, when really they should just turn the hammer around and bang it on their heads. Um, I'm not encouraging violence at all. So, yeah, boiler stolen. That's great. <laughs> so... I've got to order another boiler now, which I'll get a better one. I use a Raven Heat. Now, they're really cheap, right? These Raven Heat CS80s, I think they're called. Like 500 quid, I think. I got it for a bit less, actually, for 400 because it was on sale. doesn't come with a filling loop. doesn't come with a testing thing for, for a boiler analytics thing in the flu, if you get a vertical flu or you get the upright flu. And it, it doesn't have brackets with it. And basically, they've removed a lot of stuff to make it super cheap. And when you call them, they're just like, well... Yeah, it's cheap, what do you expect? And it's only got a two-year warranty. So actually, when you get these Raven Heats, you end up spending 600 quid on them. When I mean, you can get an Ariston, class one, for 600 quid. If, you know, from the right place. 
So I've kind of learned that, you know what, the upfront cost here of these boilers is so little. My boiler fitter was like, mate, we've got to get all this shit. No problem, but, you know, it, what's the point when the Ariston has an eight-year warranty, I believe? And I think, you know, it is a better boiler. Um, Raven heats have changed. They've got Honeywell parts in now. They used to be terrible. But, yeah, you learn these things. So, cool, this house is getting a better boiler. I've got four days' worth of labour. I mean, it is what it is, you know, and... Honestly, I was just so, I don't know, I just couldn't really be angry, because it was just like, hä? Did this just happen? So that's happened. Um, that's cool. Uh, one of my houses, the builder didn't put, think to put a gate on the back, right, it's got a long-ass garden on the back. So people who've been driving past down the lane and have basically just been dumping stuff there. And, of course, didn't think to tell me, did he? Um... And this is why you need people locally to just check in on your houses, just just to check in, do a drive-by, just make sure things are cool. So people kept dumping rubbish there. It was going to be the usual sort of three, four hundred quid to remove rubbish from the job, but it's costing a grand mm, to remove rubbish. Like that's not even mine. Just chuck it back on the fucking street. But ugh, can't do that, can you? God. So some scumbags in the world. I, I've sort of encountered many of them at once, which is cool because it makes me stronger. Also, it's a thousand pounds, but they're also going to like do the garden. They're going to tidy the garden, so it's actually pretty good. Uh, and again, it's my boiler fitter's mate. So again, my network came into con you know great use. I said, "Hey, mate, come on, your you know any of your boys know how to do gardening and clear rubbish?" And next thing you know, literally next day, so this morning, seven a.m., he video calls me and goes, "Look, three vans, three lads, mate, we're doing it." I was like, "Cracking, get lovely." You know, and, and that's the kind of, you know, you, you contrast the boiler and, you know, shit builders with this, you know, which is the positive side and the fact that, you know, good things do happen as well. And it can be hard to kind of see that because you're like, well, actually it's standard, you know, like police in America treating people of color uh, like human beings. It should be standard, but it, it's not, is it? You know, so when things happen that are standard, you, you kind of don't notice it or feel happy about it because it's like well this is this is the normal it's not like you went out of your way um you know what i mean like it just it is what it is and again even with getting offers and stuff i feel no emotion maybe this is a stoic in me and being stoic does not mean non-emotional by the way um but like unless the money's in my account it ain't shit put put 100 offers on my house if you want unless the money's in my account it doesn't mean anything and so you know, it's it's hard to kind of balance the good, the bad, the stress, the kind of the rewards of it, right? But, you know, shout out to another David and Sammy, actually, both good, great letting agents who, you know, like small companies just go, you know, above and beyond and have really helped me out. I actually found David found me tenants in, in seven days, actually. I took some houses off another agent, gave it to him, literally seven days, boom, in. So, and they're paying above market rent extra deposits because you can in Wales and yeah so all is all is kind of going well in that sense you know rent is being paid I'm actually giving one of my tenants a little job to go do a bit of gardening for me and one of my flips because it's kind of got overgrown you know which I think is quite nice because to be honest these tenants they're lovely I hope they never leave like they're just like I hope they stay here for 10 years or something they are just lovely and that, that's actually the second house I ever bought first and second house which are in different areas from the others which um yeah make me just think interesting you know areas of course they give different tenant types but it's something to you know it's something to think about actually here's some value you know when you get to x many houses and they're spread across maybe different areas within an area 
analyze what kind of tenants you're getting in each because you may want to focus more in another area because of the tenant type and the deal quality could be the same but of course the perception or the reputation of an area is different but actually the deals the numbers everything else is the same but you can't do this when you have one house or two house three you have to have i don't know 10 maybe or a little bit less to really be able to identify and take some stats from it so so make sure you're tracking that in your business uh you know one of my flips on the market which is a beautiful house um, i mean it is sorry it's really nice it's got the blue kitchen the the midnight as they call it navy kitchen um I've had an offer, just waiting for that person to go and look some other stuff. Other people have kind of said they're not impressed with the quality, and I, I get their points. It, you know, it's not the quality it should have been. It looks great in pictures, but we had so many issues. It went so over budget, and that's why it's not listed at above market. You know, it's listed at what I think is a fair value um, for sale. And actually, one of the the person who's offered on it apparently did some work in the house when it was being built like he i don't know picked up some rubbish or did something so it's just it's just funny that like it's come back and offered on it um that had it that has a leak from the bathroom or something upstairs so i certainly build a background to unbox everything that's boxed in and sort it out because it looks pretty bad um i didn't know it was this bad agent didn't show me a picture i've seen a picture before but the builder went back and fixed it but the actual leak wasn't fixed put paint on it and it just got sucked in and nothing happened so big up Kate for checking on that property for me and sending me videos and giving me commentary and whatnot. Um, but I, you know what? It's such a nice house in in quite a good area. I I honestly wish I could keep it as a rental. My one down the road gets six fifty. I could push seven hundred for this, which would probably be the highest in the area for this type. And I don't think it would be beaten for a while because of what the market's like. But alas, it leaves in too much money. But beautiful house. I must say, huge ceilings, proper historical features, wide doors, big skirting, lush. Uh, one of my flips that I've given to a new agent who's new in the sales market is slow. This has been on with another agent for three or four months who had my lettings one for 81 days and basically produced nothing. And I said, well, I'm taking the, you know, they weren't bad on the sales side. But I said, nah, you're not getting any money out of me. So I took it off them. Too late, you know, really, I should have taken it off earlier. Reduce the price and I'm trying to get rid of it to pay back my investor because she's like, Ted, once you pay it back, it's going to be sitting here waiting for you anyway. So you're like, oh my God, this house is just tying up all my freaking capital that I could be using for something that's actually going to you know, produce some income or an actual decent kind of rental amount. So yeah, it's been slow on that one in contrast to my other buy to let to flip, which is, I mean, different, different sort of type of agent here, a lot more experience in sales, but offers on you know almost offers on the same day people in like interested without seeing it and it's not in the greatest area you know it's on a good street but it's not in the greatest area lovely views though as well so you know it's one of those things like the sales market is so yeah it's, it's interesting you know flips are a small part of what i do you know three flips 12 um buy to lets uh, <laughs> I love doing them though because you can spend more money and you can make it look gorgeous and you can tile from floor to ceiling and you know you can really make it yeah I love interior design but and you get nice chunks of money when they go well you know what I'm saying but waiting for the market especially post corona and just getting an offer then getting you know and pulled out and all and it's just you know what big respect to people who do flips as their main thing I mean I guess you get used to it but 
it's definitely something I I'm not used to, you know. So, yeah, my flips are are there. They're all finally on the market, and uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be strange, you know, to kind of do a house, get rid of it, and see someone else live in it. Oh, I'm never gonna see them, but you know, to see all your work have someone else live in it when normally it's you know you rent it and there's someone in it. So yeah, cool. Bit of motion there. Uh, my rentals are getting full though. As I said, seven days we're getting done. Um, issues with builders, you know, I think it's non-stop stress. Uh, and so I'm going up next week. I've got my FFP2 masks, N95s. So strong filters for the coronavirus. And I'm going to meet lots of builders at a distance in an open space and talk through things and just try and build some relationships that I have more people I can rely on. Uh, and, you know, big up to D. Ludlow and George Dugard for helping me out in times in Cape Brooks for, you know, looking at properties for me and things like that, you know. Um, I owe them. I owe them for sure. For sure. Uh, I think Corona is one of these things where it, it just, I can't go to my, my investment area yet. I will be next week. Or when you hear this, I'll be probably driving up there right now. Uh, so you'll be seeing me on Instagram a lot. I, you know, it's, it's literally felt like I am locked down. You know, like I, if something, for example, right? If the carpet fitter comes and the floor is messy, yes, I'm a business owner. Yes, I outsource, blah, blah, blah. But if the house was on my road or it was half an hour away in London, I'm getting in my car, I'm going there, I'm picking the crap out of the floor and I'm going to the tip and that's it. Because I'm not going to create a one week delay for my carpet fitters because I'm too bougie to go and do it. Like sometimes there's certain things that just need do. I mean, if there was an inch that needed painting, I am going to just quickly freaking do it instead of waiting X many days for my builder to do it. Now, that's not always the case. Don't, look, 95% of the time, I can get someone there in good time. But my point is, lockdown has made me really, really feel that ugh, I've been out of control. I haven't seen things. Things have been slower. Materials have been difficult. People haven't been working because of the virus. And of course, that's fair enough. Um, and it's just, you know, it's cost me more in interest payments. It's cost me more in opportunities. It's, it's you know... Properties at the stage now where, you know, the cash flow coming in is not, well, I say coming in, give it about a month once everything's fully let and the agent has been paid off for their let only, etc, etc. The portfolio, you know, we're looking at about 3.8 to 4.4 thousand pounds a month in passive income. It varies, by the way, that greatly because I have an essay. So it depends, obviously, on like who's staying and what's staying there you know i got paid a grand for my essay before mortgage last bridge before bills um last month and the month before was 600 a month before was 350 when it first started so you can see there's already huge variance now i can quit i can quit and just be tim ferris and wear baggy pants and like do crazy acro yoga and just sip out of coconuts and just live off one pound a day listen i can't live off one pound a day um Although, you know, when I went to India, and in India, you get some incredible meals for so cheap. Like, it's just like, oh, wow. Anyway, sorry, I'm hungry, clearly. Uh, I could do that, but I don't want to because I've, I've got so much shit to do in life. Um, and I just, I need to be busy. As if you know me, you know that. And I just, yeah. But my point kind of is, although coronavirus has put me in this situation, there's still going to, you know, very shortly be this much income coming in. And of course, income so far from all the rentals that you know what it is passive 
during Corona, I've had to be more hands-on. When I say hands-on, I mean my hand is on my phone and my thumbs are moving. And saying, hey, we okay for rent this month? How's your job? Are the hours picked up? What's going on? How's lockdown going? You know, that's it. And that's the day before rent is due. So, for 27 days of the month, I'm doing nothing. I mean, I'm not. I'm growing, you know. But I could do nothing. This is why I love buy to let This is why I go through the stress. This is why it takes so long to grow them. You know, and this is why this is why I do buy to let You know, and to be honest, my essay, Big Up KNG Property, my essay is the most passive thing in my portfolio. Yeah, you heard that right. My, my Airbnb is the most passive thing in my portfolio. Because I have great managing agents, you know? I don't hear a peep. What I might hear is, yeah, the microwave blew up. No, everyone, you know, no, no, no one's hurt or anything. We're getting a new one. We'll slap it on your invoice. Cool. End of the month, here's your money. Cool. You know, so big up to them and big up all good management agencies because they really make your life easy. Uh, and of course, I self-manage my buy-to-lets because th- there isn't much management to do. And I have a trusted trades team that's always evolving, growing and changing. I can get someone there for a good price to fix it. And I've seen the prices that other people charge and you know it's not worth it so yeah coronavirus has affected me but you know i want to share some positivity that you know after the nine hard slogging months of of growing like quickly and then having whatever four months now in lockdown there is some positivity you know for me i need to get the 10k a month so we're talking let's say 15 more houses 12 15 more houses i'll probably do one more essay in there as well rent to i mean buy to essay uh and then I'm, I'm pretty pretty comfortable, you know. I can I can, I can go to Whole Foods, darling, and and you know, yeah, get my Parmigiano Reggiano from Whole Foods, you know, <laughs> ding dong. So, yeah, we are um, you know, we're heading in the right direction. But but coronavirus also mentally, I think it just, it you know, it takes its toll on you. I mean, I'm not going to be like Sam Smith who was like crying and breaking down after a week in lockdown with all his money. Poor poor him. But um. It definitely takes its toll on you, and I'm very grateful I can now go look at my houses and get stuff done. But, you know, my limits and my abilities and my people skills have been tested, like really tested. And my ability to deal with a lack of control, because I'm investing far from home and not being able to go there, really have been tested. You know, and I think not seeing humans, not seeing friends, not being able to see my girlfriend properly. Um, she's head of the coronavirus police, so of course, two meter distance. Uh, is just, yeah, it's just been tricky. But I'm grateful. I get to wake up every day and I get to breathe. And, you know, it's, yeah, the weather's been okay. Okay, I say, because it's been raining a lot. So, yeah, that's my latest update. You know, it's been pretty stressful with the with the builders. You know, anxiety is something that I don't really get. You know, like, I can walk into a room and network in and just be like, whatever. Hey, everyone, you know, I, public speaking, no anxiety. I literally, I love it. It gets me excited, if anything. I'm, I'm anxious with, with excitement. Um, you know, speaking, not doing the washing up and mum comes home. I uh, don't even get anxious then. Yeah, I know. Um, but dealing with builders and the lack of control has has really kind of given me anxiety. I've experienced it. And, you know, I feel it in my stomach. I guess we all do, right? Um, but it's just that kind of feeling... I mean, it could be stomachache. I have IBS. It could be my stomachache. Could be that. Could be that. Could be causing it actually. Seeing as our guts are like a second brain, but 
yeah, I just want to share this, you know, that you will feel like this and it's okay to feel this way. And, you know, with what's been happening in the world with what I would call pretty simply human rights um, and prejudice and institutionalized racism, you know, I think, you know, if you're a certain type of person, it's, it's a, if you understand these issues and you you feel them, and especially if you experience them, I think it's, it's just been a it's just been a tough sort of three weeks plus lockdown plus all this normal shit, you know. I it's just been it's just been quite difficult, you know. And I think every day when you you look at the news and I mean you know, institutionalized racism has been here since the beginning of time, you know. It's been here since the Crusades. It's it's been. You know what I mean? Like, if you're really interested, read Natives by Akala. Incredible book. Uh, but when you see it every day, and again, like I said, it's been happening for X many years. I've seen it for X many years. We've all seen it for X many years. Like, this ain't new. This is this has been happening. You just sort of, especially when, like, Donald Trump is just saying very, very explicitly and quite clearly racist things. Um, you just... You just worry, you know, for the state of the world and, and for your future of your kids and your pets and and things like that. And you just think, you know, you, you know, you know, the world is fucked and it's all, you know, it's all it's all corrupt and the government and everyone's in bed with everyone. And, you know, but it just makes you worry sometimes you know, about the future of the world. So, yeah, that's Ted's Talks and that's my update on coronavirus. I'm still open to investment, so please get in touch if you'd like to invest or if you want to talk about world issues or anything like that, then please get in touch with me and let's let's talk. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.